For over 30 years, Lexus has been celebrating driveway moments. But this year, driveways hosted some new traditions, like graduation parades and birthday parties. Celebrate the season with the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Hey everyone, Larry here from the Retro Gamers Podcast. And uh, yeah, I made a boo-boo. Uh, apparently I forgot to hit the record button for the first part of the podcast i would say maybe no more than 10 minutes uh yeah so er, uh, if you want to see the whole uh podcast in its entirety of course you can head over to our youtube page uh but uh you know i caught it and ran with it from there so that's why we just kind of pick up in the middle and uh enjoy this week's episode and may the fourth be with you beware of the tech of the fifth and of course, the revenge of the sixth. It just makes sense to oversee it in order to protect things because it's kind of like um, if if you turned Star Wars into like the X Men movie universe mm-hmm. where if you actually if you look at all of the x-men movies they there there are so many continuity errors when you put them all together that they don't make sense as an overall story it's true um, didn't days of future past fix that well days of future past was supposed to fix that but it, it, it technically didn't fix all of it. it because while it was fixing it it chose to ignore certain things fair at the enough same time so so it's it's the same thing. I mean, um, also if you you know here's here's another perfect example. If you look at the last um, if you look at the last X Men movie, which was Dark Phoenix, which took place in the nineties, like the early nineties, okay. and then the first original X Men movie came out in two thousand. Ewan McGregor and uh, Michael Fassbender turn into Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart in about nine years. Well, yeah, they're mutants. So figure so. that out. <laughs> you know, liberties really, really fast. But no, no, no. They're, they're, but that's what I mean. In other words, like, yeah, um, George Lucas didn't want something like that to happen, so they, so he mm-hmm. made sure to oversee um, anybody who had, you know, anybody who licensed the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to make sure that everything was on the up and up. Absolutely. So um, hopefully Disney's doing that today. Um, doubtful. <laughs> so, um, so let's get, let's get into it now. Um, so yeah, so forgive us, um, in advance if we don't know something in the Star Wars lore or if we get something wrong in the Star Wars lore. Yeah. Um, please I, don't send us a lot of hate mail. We're, 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 <laughs> we're not, we would, have, we would have loved to have gotten a Star Wars expert on the show, but he was sound asleep when we messaged yeah, him. Yeah, he's sleeping. <laughs> um, but an expert that also knows all the video games was a little tough. To yeah. Play. Um, so, uh, oh, and I'd like to, I guess, make a correction from maybe last week or the week prior. Um, so I was called out. Kid Icarus is on the NES Mini. So, oh, okay. there we go. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know we were doing retractions. Uh, well, I just want to throw that one out. Uh, Go check out uh, the unfun gamer on uh, Instagram with uh, underscores underneath those words. So in any event, so let's get into it. Um, on Super Nintendo, Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Return of the Jedi. It's safe to say neither one of us had these originally. Uh, no, I did not own any of these. Okay. So 
how I actually came about it was years ago when the Wii came out and the Wii Virtual Console, um, which was an amazing idea. It was like the first virtual console ever. Um, the idea to be able to download these games, yeah, all right, for a price, but they were inexpensive, was mind blowing. Because now I'm like, a, I can get back a lot of like the NES and Super NES games that at the time it was still borderline retro, where like you really didn't have the old systems hooked up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, there were a lot of new games that I can buy that I've never gotten before. And I was actually shocked to see Super Star Wars originally, because with, with, with a license like Star Wars, I just didn't think they'd be able to get it. But at the same time, then I thought to myself, you know, Star Wars is one thing, but LucasArts is a gaming company. So it would kind of make sense that, you know, they would, they would do this. It would, you know, allow the re-release. And basically, that's what happened. I picked up Super Star Wars, and then as time went on, um, actually, I ended up picking up the other two. Uh, and I really didn't play them much, but in uh, in honor of this episode, I did play them recently. Um, so I do have some experience with the gameplay. Okay. Uh, as do I. I did play them uh, each oh, briefly. Oh, okay. All right. So you got your hands yeah, on them I as gave, well. I gave each one of them a shot because, um, to your point, I believe Super Star Wars was available on the PlayStation 4. Yes, you can actually I think it's on PS4 and Xbox One, I believe. Definitely on the PS4. So you can down you yeah. can purchase Super Star Wars, just that one of the three, uh if you want to play. Um I'm curious, I'm curious as to why they only released the one. Though, eh, probably you know. just rights and you know that was the only one they probably just figured to release. Yeah. Also, remember, you know, they had to convert it a little bit because now there's like a save option. They had to convert the things. Right. You probably just didn't want to go into bothering with the other two. Very true. But, you so. know, considering the fact that they released it, I'm, I'm just looking it up online right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, just the information. It was released in November of 2015. So oh. we're talking over four years ago. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was like within the last year. No, that's why I'm curious as to why the other two didn't wind up up there by now. You know? Yeah. That is. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Fair enough. But yeah, so I, I did give each of them a shot, and I thought, um, well, I'll, I'll let you go into detail since you played a bit more than I did. Yeah, so um, admittedly with the three, there is a bit of a decline in gameplay as the, <laughs> the movies go on. Yes. Kind of reflection of the movies, in some people's opinions. Mm. Oh, and right there, we're starting to get, <laughs> we're going to get some, some uh, stuff. Yeah, let's not go into that. <laughs> um. Super Star Wars, first and foremost, I think was a phenomenal game. The gameplay was very smooth. The gameplay was easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a difficulty to it, even on begin uh, regular mode. Um, not beginner mode, regular mode. And, um, you know, the, it, it does take some getting used to, though, because the controls over all three games are a little weird. I don't know if you noticed that when you were playing. Yeah, I did. Um with uh with Star Wars I've no- uh, with Super Star Wars I noticed like um with the um you have the, the with the lightsaber you have the choice between the lightsaber and, and your um, mm-hmm. the blaster whatever. the blaster thank you I was gonna say phaser that's not right <laughs> oh don't even don't even go there no, no, no. see I'm about see I'm about to cause a whole lot of trouble <laughs> so as you're playing as Kirk <laughs> yeah, so, so 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 while I was running through the first level um with my pointed ears and, uh, <laughs> um. No, but you have a choice between the blaster and the uh, lightsaber. And I noticed, like, when you use the lightsaber, like, you make contact with the with the enemy, and it doesn't it doesn't look like it does anything, even mm-hmm. though it causes damage. Yeah, it's it's well, that's always been an issue in video game in the Star Wars video games. It's always been an issue because in reality, 
if you hit something with that lightsaber, it should die instantaneously. That is correct. So why it takes multiple hits for so many things, not sure. But anyway. It's called difficulty. This is true. If you killed Uh, everything with one shot, it wouldn't be much of a game. This is true. Again, very true. So, uh, yeah, so that's one thing, you know, kind of getting a hold of the game. Um, I felt was very weird of all three games was the... Well, I like the fact that you can almost shoot in any direction with the blast. Yes, that that's good. Cool. But if you wanted to like to kneel and to shoot down, I kept getting screwed up because if you want to kneel and shoot straight, you had to like start. You had to kneel first, then shoot. Yes. But if you want to shoot on a diagonal down, you have to shoot then hit down. Or you do the you do the diagonal press. No, but you press e- right and down at the same time. But still, like there's still a difference in controller yeah. input to do those different moves. So I kept getting myself mixed up. Well, on they're, that. they're two different things, Larry. No, but it should be it should be fairly easy to either crouch and shoot or or shoot down, and you can't do both. Okay. So that in itself, and, and trust me, and the controls have been one of the issues in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always been uh, complained about. Um, the cinematics, first of all, in in these games are fantastic. Absolutely, uh, I guess for especially for the 16-bit era, yes. I have to say they're phenomenal. Yeah, uh, the music spot on. You can tell it's yep. Star Wars music, even on 16-bit. Yep, you John, get uh, you know they got John Williams score mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, even in the opening, like um, it's the opening of the movie. You got the yeah. big logo blazing, yeah. and then you got the story coming up. You got the crawl. Like, they did a great job with all of that. It's, that was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it plays, and to the credit, it does, for the most part, they play like the movie. So you're getting the story. You're playing the story with some adjustments to make it a video game. Like, for example... Uh, in the first, uh, in Super Star Wars, you, instead of buying C-3PO and R2-D2, you have to rescue them from the Jawas. Yes. And, you know, the, the Jawas never really caused issues. You know, I think they stole stuff and they had, they yeah. were riding that big sand crawler. But for the most part, you know, you never really want to kill them. Uh, in this game, you gotta mow them all down. So. <laughs> In the first game, <laughs> a little artistic freedom. You know, you gotta have some. Type. It, it would be a shame if if Luke is just running through the desert and then runs into the Jawas and says, "Hey, give me those." Yeah, basically, um, it was hysterical as I'm like just going through Jawas, just just blasting them all away. Um, very difficult when you get to the sand crawler, and this is all the first level uh, yeah. when you get to the sand crawler. But before you get to the sand crawler, this is what also I like about all three games is at one point. It goes from a side scroller to kind of like a first person, yes. um, like in in a in a, a land speeder or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and the graphics are done beautifully. The controls are done wonderfully uh, in those modes, and uh, it just it made you feel like you were in the game, and that it made you feel like you were in the movie. And I think that's what a video game based on a movie should ultimately do. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It definitely has the feel. You, you do you do feel that sense of being in a Star Wars movie. On top of that. Um, later on, later on in Super Star Wars, when you actually get to fly the X-wing, mm-hmm. um, it's got that similar sense of it. Now, I, I, I wasn't big on, um, I wasn't big on those style of games um, growing up. Uh, well, at least not on Super Nintendo. It fell more along the lines when I hit N64 and I played Star Fox for the first time, mm-hmm. where I really liked that those space, uh, yeah. you know, the, the the space battle, like third person perspective kind of games, which were cool. Um, but yeah, the fact that they were able to achieve that 
on the N64, it kind of, uh, not on the N64, on the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, is really cool because obviously it's so fitting for a Star Wars game because there's oh, so yeah. much space battle. Totally, totally. Um, did you find uh, any, like, did you find yourself removed a little bit when with some of the enemies in the game for Super Star Wars at least because I'm like I don't remember half these characters uh, or half these enemies in the movie um you know like the, the those weird green aliens and then the uh the uh, the scorpions um, yeah uh, yeah the scorpion yeah I guess um that that's obviously taking a little a little again mm-hmm. artistic uh freedom but at the same time you have to you kind of have to fill of course yeah, you got to fill it up with things to fight. I mean, I don't, I don't remember any giant scorpions in the Star Wars movies. So, <laughs> Neither do I, which is going to lead to something interesting with the Famicom version. But yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I'm uh, yeah. So I'm, I was perfectly fine with stuff like that. It's like when you find when you play any video game off of a licensed property, they throw some stuff in there for you to battle. Like, oh, absolutely. For this one, like I like the fact that everything that you did battle in there were alien like creatures because it, obviously in the Star Wars uh, movie. Uh, franchises, uh, it's just all they're all these weird alien creatures. So, oh yeah, to me, it, I thought it was okay. Yeah, no, it, it ultimately it didn't bother me. Uh, I found it funny taking on a Sarlacc pit monster at the end of the first level. Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I ran into it, I said, "Wait, I actually know this one, and I don't think it belongs here." <laughs> it, was, it was. I remember this being a lot larger and not as easy, probably to defeat. Uh, well, in not theory, only that I don't. Am I wrong in saying that was in Return of the Jedi? Well, I think it was more pro- it was more prominent in Return of the Jedi um, because that's where they were about they were basically saved. Uh, but he, I think he made an appearance in the first one. So, uh, okay, see that see that that's where it lost me because I don't remember. To, uh, this, this is my own. You oh, know, me too. My lack of knowledge of the Star Wars films uh, or re- remembering. Um, yeah, I just remember the Sarlacc pit in the beginning of Return of the Jedi when Han Solo was going to mm-hmm. get fed into it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but you know, back to the gameplay again. It was very smooth. Um, and later on in the game, you a- were able to select other characters, uh, play as other characters. You start off as Luke Skywalker. Um, but then when we jump to Empire, um, you know, Empire, which is usually uh, noted as the best Star Wars of all of them, of yes. all the movies. Yes, uh, it's a good one. You know, uh, Luke gets his hand cut off, finds out Vader's his father. You know, it it's ends on a downer. You know, all Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets. It's true. Yeah, you know, you don't want to go into battle with just Muppets. No, no, not at all. For anyone who, anyone else who got that quote, you got two points for you, <laughs> clerks. Um, so you know, uh, going into Empire, and I trust me, I didn't get far. I didn't get far in any of these games. I'm going to admit, um, there was more kind of. I was playing them. I just want to get a feel of them yeah. for you know for this episode. Uh, I think I will go back to try and really focus more on them, but for now, we just kind of get some some gameplay feel. Yeah. Um, How about that Tauntaun? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to mention that. I hated the Tauntaun level. Uh, well, level it was the first level. Um, yeah, it's the first level, and I'm like, oh, can you die? And then I realized like I can drown him, and I was like, okay. Yeah, basically, um, you know, it was cool to get onto the Tauntaun, and again, it, it goes with the flow of the movie. You know, you, you get the droid that that crash lands onto Hoth, and then yep. Luke finds the Tauntaun, hops on the Tauntaun, and then I promptly kill the Tauntaun quickly. I'm not really used to how it's it's played. 
Uh, the difficulty felt ramped up. The difficulty felt like a... When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Mega Man level difficulty in Empire. Uh, yes, it definitely was. Because when, when it got to the moving, like, I don't know if, how far underground you got. Mm-hmm. You get underground and then like there's water and the, the moving platforms. Uh, those moving platforms didn't seem to sync up very well for me. No, no, no. Um, I, yeah, I think I just barely got to that part of the level. Uh, I think the furthest I got in any of the three games was Super Star Wars, okay. um, which annoyed me because then I got to, in Super Star Wars, I got to the uh, the laser um, barriers. Yeah. And it took me like 20 minutes to fit. I didn't even know I could slide in the game until that point. So, <laughs> so okay. uh, very weird. Um, but, you know, Empire... Um, the difficulty I felt was was revved up. I get to Jedi though, and I'm like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done playing. Uh, and nice. Jedi, you were able to select three different characters right off the bat: uh, Luke, Chewie, or Leia. Okay. So, um, you know, or it could have been Han, Chewie, and Leia. I'm trying to remember exactly, um, but I think it was I think it was Luke, Chewie, and Leia at first. No, no, I think no, no. For Return of the Jedi, Luke, Chewie, and Leia because yes. Han again storyline. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Han was. Right. Carbonite, yeah, that's right. Carbonite, yep. So, um, I love you. I know that was ad libbed. So, um, you know, I got to, I get to Return of the Jedi, and I'm like, all right, now they're just putting this together for the sake of putting this together, because Super Star Wars and Super Return of the Jedi, uh, Super Star Wars and Super Empire were two years apart, but Empire, Super Empire and Super Jedi were the same year. So, yep. you know, it, it's like now they're just shoving them out. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that first level, literally that first level on Return of the Jedi, made me turn it off. No, it really did. It was so annoying, so I just, difficult. I, I hated it. I, I wasn't. Hated yeah, it. I wasn't crazy about it. I, I later I found out I prefer because I tried Chewie first, but I preferred you use Leia. I think she was better for the level. But yeah, oh, it was just very annoying. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. You would think Chewie would be better for the level because he can fly. You would have thought. Well, Chewie can't. He's not Superman. Uh, damn Wookie. <laughs> Um, but of course, but Jedi opens though with that. Oh, I know you talked about it because it does open with the with the land speeder, like the land yeah, speeder, yeah, and you yeah. gotta jump over. Yeah, it's like See, I want to know what I want to know what planet that is where there are so many fissures. I see. This is how bad I didn't like Jedi. I completely forgot about that. I went straight to the side scrolling level. That's what I meant. Where you can select three characters. Uh, I okay. That's right. I cra- I fell into a pit. All three of my lives before I realized I could even jump in that stupid thing, or that they were pits. Yeah, see that I chose I chose Luke naturally, and that was the level. And I'm like, oh, is this what I have to do at first? <laughs> no thanks. I, I don't even I didn't even bother trying Chewie or like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but now getting the feel of the games, um, I definitely am going to go back to playing more recreationally as opposed to just trying to get a feel for them for to talk yeah, about them. Of course. Um, and to the point of Super Star Wars and Super Empire, as were a lot of Super NES games at that time, they were just basically an upgraded port of the NES versions mm-hmm. of, of uh, Star Wars and Empire. Um, there was supposed to be a Jedi which they on NES, which they canceled because they're like, you know what? We're just going to go straight to Super Nintendo with this. 
Yep, exactly. So. Which means they had plenty of time to make a really good Return of the Jedi. So I'm hoping, to your point, playing through Super Return of the Jedi, the other ones, mm-hmm. And you are going to show off. Yes. So I showed these before. I will show them again for Star Wars episode. These are the some uh, company, and I remember who they are, but through Lucas Art, uh, Lucas Films, and Disney, were able to put out these wonderful reprints of Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back on limited run games. Somebody on these beautiful NES cartridges. Um, these are wonderful, wonderful cartridges. Yes, they are. And, of course, there are the Game Boy equivalents as well. Yes. Um, and I have... And, yeah, and go by ahead. the way, I did play all of these on the... I played the NES versions, and I played the Game Boy versions also before this episode to try them out. I have... Actually, I, I ended up buying on Game Boy Star Wars and Empire, like the regular versions, because I want to keep these in the blister packs. Yeah, that's understandable. So I did play those on Game Boy. Uh, yeah, funny. Again, they're, they're ports. They're basically... All of these yeah. games are basically ports of the NES games. So, um, definitely, if you can, try them out. Buy Super Star Wars if you want on the, the PS4. I think it's on sale currently. Um, uh, it is $3.99. That's not bad at all. And nope. is that the sale price? Uh, no, I think that was the Regular? Was the okay. Regular. And seeing how, by the time this episode drops, because of, you know, May the 4th be with you, there may be a Star Wars sale. So, you may be able to get it a little cheaper. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? I mean, these they do these... Um, they do these sales all the damn time, yeah. so um, there are two sales going on right now on the PS4. There so. you go. Um, so yeah, it's just crazy how much <laughs> so, sales they have. So let me ask you, Ant. So yeah. back in the day, did you own originally any Star Wars games? I did. Okay. Actually, I, you know what's funny? I've owned several uh, Star Wars games. I'm just flipping through mm-hmm. uh, the list here. Um of what's on PS4. But um, I have to say, the very first Star Wars game I ever encountered was, at least uh, for home console. I think I think we mm-hmm. should take a quick moment to point out that the Star Wars game, the arcade game from 1983, oh, yeah. was a phenomenal, phenomenal no, arcade game. Let's talk I about mean, it. Yeah, like, I mean, I remember playing that in the arcade, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. And at that point, as a kid, I knew nothing Star Wars because mm-hmm. I didn't see the movies. Mm-hmm. I just saw this as like a really cool fighting game, like, you know, space fighting game. Uh, it was just like very well done. And obviously, and, and it was, it's one of the most iconic arcade games, I think, for our generation. Oh, absolutely. Because of the films. So much so that Arcade 1-Up recreated yes. a version of the game that you can take home, yep. which is amazing. Um, so I just want to, I just want to call that out. Obviously, I no. didn't know that because it was an arcade. But playing <laughs> that game was fantastic. No, let's... No, no, just real quick before we go away, I just, yeah, I want to talk, just mention it as well, since you we, we mentioned it, um, gorgeous vector graphics. You know, at the time, in the early 80s, vector graphics were, were all the rage, uh, yeah. as far as getting as close as some sort of realistic look to the game. Um, I think I'm just trying to find something real quick. I am not going to find it. I had... Um, on GameCube, they had done a... I remember it was a pre-order bonus disc for... Oh, it's going to bug me where that is now. So Rogue Leader? I think it was Rogue Leader, and it came with... I think it came with Star Wars Arcade, I think. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, man, that's going to That would definitely be one to get your hands on if you can. Yeah. If not, but you can actually, like I said, 
if you go to Arcade One Up, if it's still available, mm-hmm. you can buy the actual arcade for your home. Oh, it should be definitely uh, still available. Hopefully, um, yeah. No, the vector graphics were gorgeous, uh, and then funny in the arcade, the next game to come out was Return of the Jedi. Was the yes. second game to come out, which is completely different. It was like a three fourth look uh, through it's just yes, a speeder I, bike. I I took it. I remember playing that. I never played that. Um, it, it was ugly. <laughs> I, I, it, I I basically never got through the first one. No. And then my quarters. And then the third arcade game was Empire Strikes Back, which is basically a conversion kit of the original Star Wars. Um, and then it just you know just played like Empire. So it's kind of weird how those came out in the arcades. But great arcade games. You're right. True. And then uh, let's just before I go back to my my yeah. games that I own, let's just sum up the arcade one because the only other one that I remember playing in the arcade was in the late '90s when they came out with the Star Wars trilogy arcade. Yes, and you got to choose between Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I have to say, one of my favorite arcade games of all time. No, that that maybe that's the one I'm thinking of then more. I oh absolutely. no, no, the one for the GameCube. Uh, oh, if it was then, and I didn't know about it, then that's a shame because I would love to own that. I put so many quarters into that Star Wars game. <laughs> um, I just love, absolutely loved playing mm-hmm. that game. And each each um, each film mm-hmm. had a different style of gameplay. Oh, yeah, awesome. absolutely. So absolutely. Go, yeah, so it's really it was just absolutely amazing. If you've never seen the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, or the Star Wars trilogy arcade that came out in the late 90s, uh, see if you can find a video on YouTube or something like that. It is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, all right, so uh, so yeah, going back to uh, like, what games originally did you have? Okay, so the very very first one that I remember owning was actually the Empire Strikes Back on my Atari twenty six hundred. In fact, I still far. have a copy of it. Wow. Okay. Um, I can safely say I did not get very far in it, and I actually <laughs> remember like the the first screen was you're in your um, you're in your X wing, and you have to take down those giant um, adats. Adats, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, do you say Adat or is it ATAT? Because when I used to look at it, I would always say ATAT because I've heard people say Adats. So yeah, I mean they're Adats, but then the smaller ones were like the ATSTs, right? You wouldn't call that the Atst. So I always thought you had to say the letters. I mean, is this a situation like you know NES know. and that other word? So uh, oh SNES, yeah, yeah. So so, um, so anyway, so. <laughs> So I just remember the beginning of the screen, obviously because it's the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, mm-hmm. very very basic. Um, and you're just you're just a little you're the little X wing, and you're trying to take down the ATATs or ATATs, whatever it is. I don't remember ever getting past that. Um, no, it was it was definitely tough, it, and it played like um, it kind of played like what Chopper Command, I think the game was on. Um... Chopper Command or, or yeah. Defender. It was like a side Any of those type. Yeah. It was a side showing, but you're able to go back and forth and it kind of looped itself Correct. and stuff. You were able to like, yeah. turn around and go back and forth. Exactly. Because like obviously, I would assume to beat the ADATs is you had to you know, put the cable around mm-hmm. the leg mm-hmm. like you did in the movies. Yeah, exactly. What do I know? At that point, I was like six. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was, the, that was the very, very first one I remember owning. Okay. Um, NES completely skipped. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, Super Nintendo also completely skipped so yep. i didn't have any of the super games um i you know while i was looking up stuff on the episode i was trying to find out if any games were released on the genesis but i don't think so i think this was exclusive to nintendo at the time am i correct hmm, i never even thought of that um yeah, because i was trying to find information that showed any games whatsoever on the genesis but no there there were one there was a cup there was one on the dreamcast well there were a couple on the dreamcast which i'll talk about but sega 
did not have the rights to the original Star Wars trilogy for the Genesis, um, which I think was kind of surprising. Actually, you know what? I'm wrong. Now that I'm looking it up. Um, it, it, well, again, this is kind of funny. The original Star Wars game mm-hmm. was available on the Sega Master System, and they made a version on the Game Gear, but the Sega Genesis specifically did not have it. That's interesting. Yeah, that must so have been I, some sort of... I'm assuming they signed an exclusive thing with Nintendo for main, for the major console. Possible. Possible. Yeah, which is entirely possible. But yeah. anyway, um, so skipping over the um, skipping over the Super Nintendo, the first game that I ever remember owning Star Wars-wise outside... Of, well, actually, no, wait. I am completely wrong. Oh. The game after my Atari that I remember, I actually have it sitting right here. Oh. Um, and I played this ad nauseum because, yes, as a... As a child and teenager, I was a total nerd. Not that that has stopped, <laughs> but I was a complete nerd with the you know the glasses mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff and everything like that. Um, on, and it's funny on the Sega CD, I owned Star Wars Chess, which I have. Right <laughs> was that original? Is that an original? This is the original Star Wars Chess. No, no, I mean, is that your original? Oh no, no, no. Oh, no okay. No, I, no right. because remember we went through the whole Funko Land trading. Okay, fair enough. No, this is actually one that I picked up. Um, Larry, actually, you know what? I think you picked it up when we were there, when I was there. I bought, yeah, no, no, no. I bought this when you were in L.A. Uh, in, two years ago. Folks, you if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a recurring situation. Um, Anthony keeps the receipts. I mean, he's got he receipts, the receipts from the 90s in the games. Yes. I open games and I'm like, oh, look, the receipt from 28 it, it years ago. Is phenomenal. So um, anyway, so here's the, um, nice copy. you know. Yeah, it's a great copy. So I bought, you know, so I bought it when you were in town. Mm-hmm. But um, what I loved about this game was, again, you're ba- you're just playing chess. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And obviously, you have um, you have a choice to be um, the oh god, the Rebel Alliance or the Empire. I wasn't going to help you on I, that one. I think I got that right. Yeah, you did. So you choose which side you want to be on, and then it's just a chess set. So it's like Luke and Leia are the king and queen, so on and so forth. But what happens is whenever you take a piece off of the board, it goes into an animation yes. of the two characters battling briefly, but one of them winning. And the, the if I remember correctly, the battles actually varied. Like each one had two or three different. Yeah, they would just some, so some sense it could change exactly. And some of the the some of the deaths were a little uh, a little rough. Yeah, like actually. if you look on the back, like if you look on the back of the game, there's an image of um, there's an image of Boba Fett. Um, incinerating Chewbacca <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, into nothing, and then you also have the Emperor um, destroying Luke with the uh, electric. At least that's from the movie, yeah, yeah. Because on the on the Empire side, um, the Emperor was king and Darth Vader was queen. <laughs> yes, Darth Vader was queen. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, so that was that was actually after Empire Strikes Back on a Tri Six Hundred. 2600. This was the first one I had. Okay. And then hold and on. later on down just, the line. Hold on, hold on, real quick. So, yeah. and this, I'm just pulling the curtain back a little bit. So, before we started recording, uh, you know, me and Ant were preparing, and admittedly, we got a lot of the information uh, from Wikipedia when we were looking up the list. I mentioned to Anthony, Ant, there is one game on that list on Wikipedia of all the Star Wars games that was not in the list. Yeah. That game was Star Wars Chess. No, that's not true. It's in the list. I did not see it in the list. Uh, I ran into it as I was scrolling down. Wait, because you it, made it? Me, it made me run into the other room to grab it. Oh, wait. Um, Are you, um, you, go down, you have to scroll down to standalone titles. Okay, uh, you're looking at a different list than I am then. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, never uh, mind then. But somewhere... Uh, 
Somewhere down here. Oh, table games. Star Wars chess. No, you're looking at it completely different. I'm looking at, yep. you know, like at the bottom of... Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embarked Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. The Wikipedia, they like li- like a little list. Oh, yeah, not no, no, no. I'm looking yeah. at a full list of Star Wars. I got gotcha. you. Never mind so that. Okay. So this game, Star Wars Chess, came out on yeah. um, Sega CD, Windows, and DOS. Um, and then there was apparently on Windows in 97 a Monopoly Star Wars, which I didn't know. Ooh, so, that's interesting. Um, but that was just there on the list. But yeah, so, I mean, it was it's a standard – it was just a standard chess game. Yeah, that's all it is, yeah. Um, you either loved it or hated it. Yeah, exactly. And I was – again, I, I, would, I played chess a lot growing up. You did. So, I did too, actually. Um, oh, am I kidding? I yeah, did too. so I really enjoyed this. Um the other game on Sega CD, I did not originally own this, but and I haven't played this one yet um, because uh, I just haven't had a chance. But I did buy it. Was um, Star Wars Rebel Assault? Ooh, that's a good one. And it's a really great copy too. And again, it plays like um, you know you you have your X wing fighting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know if you can see that. No, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a you know. But again, um, for Sega CD, the graphics were really uh, the graphics look really go- mm-hmm. cool. 3D modeling, 15 levels. Mm-hmm. CD. See, this was the cool thing about it. CD quality soundtrack by John Williams. You actually got the actual music. That's on pretty cool. The, the C- Sega CD games, which is really cool. Could you throw that into your CD and play the music? I wonder. Uh, that's a very good question. You know, I've never tried that with Sega CD. Some do, some don't. Yeah, PlayStation. Used PlayStation to do that, definitely. Yeah. Um. So those were the so so Star Wars Chess was the one I had growing up. After that, there was a really awesome game, and I feel like. It's funny because the most Star Wars games I owned were on the N64 because on the N64, oh, yeah. I think they just came out with really cool games. The they first did. one that they and came out with. It, also, just real quick, you know, you, you got a lot of games, Star Wars games N64 because that's when Episode 1 came out. Yeah, Episode 1 came out. Everybody hated it. And I remember <laughs> – uh, no, no, you're right. You're right. Everybody hated it. What's funny for me, though, is because I wasn't that – at that point, I was maybe two or three years into having just watched the Star Wars films for mm-hmm. the first time. So when I saw episode one, I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. This is okay. And then I hear everybody ripping it. Yep. And I'm like, wait, what's wrong? And they're going into all this canon and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, this is terrible. They screwed all this stuff up. I'm like, oh, I don't know any of this stuff. Okay. Yep. But um, but anyway, so – but before – I want to say this was before because um, the movie came out in, I think, 98 or 99. Uh, around there, one. give or take. Around 98. Right. This game came out in 96, so this was early in the N64 run, and I never finished it, but let me tell you something. Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. Fantastic yep. game. And I was fortunate enough to come across this somewhere where I managed to get it in, uh, in box. Ooh, with the Ooh even better. 
Yep, and a very nice clean copy of the game. Nice. Oh wow, that is clean. Yeah. So the only thing that's missing is you know how the the the, the whatever goes in the box to hold the game in place. Oh, the the foam. <laughs> yeah, the foam or whatever. But anyway, so Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire was probably the first um, third. This was like a really true sixty-four bit graphic third person. Mm-hmm style adventure on the N64 and it was Dan you know, you know what's funny when I was again and I haven't played Shadow in a long time uh, you know Shadow's long gone for me unfortunately uh, but it, it has been or is I don't know if it's available right now or probably not it's probably done in 30 seconds but uh, there is a certain crappy website that you could have pre-ordered it from uh, as they Women were run games re- it. remaking it kind of like in the vein of these um, with the blister packs and everything so um, if you couldn't get it then uh, oh well um, you know <laughs> not their fault but in any event um, Shadow of the Empire to me was I think and my memory if it serves me correctly which I'm sure it won't was probably the first Star Wars games I've ever Star Wars game I ever purchased for oh, home wow. console okay. yeah so it took me a while but Shadow of the Empire was phenomenal I could have sworn it was a first person game but looking into it third person it was all third person yep. 10 different 10 action packed levels mhm um, you got obviously you got to ride, fly the land speeder. You got to um, now, if I remember correctly, yeah, this was also one of the. This was the first game in my, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. where you were playing a character outside of the standards. Correct, you're not playing Luke, Han, Chewie. You're right. It's a, a third, you know, a, a separate player, but within the Star Wars universe, like within right, those is, movies. Right. This is one of the things where it's like. Um, where you're talking about can, uh, canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, let me read the back really quickly yeah, just sure. so you, you understand what it's about. Or if you remember. Uh, As Luke Skywalker and the Rebel Alliance struggle to defeat Darth Vader and the Empire, a new threat arises. Dark Prince Zizor, head of the Black Sun Crime Syndicate, aspires to take Darth Vader's place at the Emperor's side. To do that, he must eliminate young Skywalker. As Dash Rendar, that's your character, <laughs> it's up to you to protect Luke and help the Alliance defeat the evil Zizor. Watch out for infamous bounty hunters and deadly stormtroopers. May the Force be with you. Yes. The the game uh, in the lore, because later, it not until we start to get later games where the games themselves start to become canon and start to become part of the universe, this game takes place between Empire and Jedi. Yeah, and they they put that on the back. Actually, yeah. storyline is set between Empire Strikes oh. Back and Return of the Jedi. So they specifically. And what's really yeah. So what's really cool about this is that this is probably this is the first video game that actually yeah. I mean that really probably did like that. You're right. Yeah, because yeah, everyone before them was based on the movies. Well, yeah, because you wanted to yeah. be these characters, but now we're talking about a game that's fully removed from everything. Not fully removed. It's still in the same story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're that. There. It kind of reminds me of. Um, there was a game on Xbox and PS2 for Lord of the Rings called The Third Age. Okay. Where you were playing you were still playing through Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King. However, you were the team that was basically running behind the fellowship. Oh. So there was like another there was another group that was basically backing them up. It's just that they were behind, so they were behind a decent amount, so that they never came into contact. With so, so ba- how does that game work? All right, let's go to the first level. No, we're good. All right, let's go on to the second yeah. level. No, no, no. Like, no, that guy's still alive. 
No, you're basically the way they it, they actually set it up pretty well because what you wind up doing is you you're still in the same battles that the main fellowship are getting into. Mm-hmm. So all the battles that you remember, Helm's Deep, and you know all mm-hmm. of those, like they're all still happening, but you're just not with the main group. You're just another part yeah. of the army somewhere else. Yeah, it's kind of like it's yeah. like Rogue One. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of like Rogue One. So I'm, um, you know, it would be interesting to see if Shadows of the Empire winds up becoming a Disney movie, uh, because that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm sure they would love to do something in between. Yeah, you know, some of the other films, the way that obviously the way that Rogue One branched um, three and four. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rogue so One be, is this would be um, five point five, I guess, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, because Rogue One is basically Episode Four story crawl. That's all it really is. Um, so yeah, no, this game I remember picking up. I fell in love with this game so quickly. Uh, no, I never beat it, but I definitely. I didn't yeah, it's and you know what? It's only got ten levels. No, I know, but the levels it's are difficult. Good. That Hoth level was tough. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any any level on Hoth is tough. Yeah, Hoth. They should have called it Kulf. Um, mm. So this game uh, basically had mixed reactions. Uh, shockingly enough, as much as we both love this game, uh, the reviewers kind of soared down the middle. I mean, uh, here just some EGM. Gave it a what a weird what a weird score seven point eight seven five out of ten. How the hell did you get that? Uh, um, I'm sure they averaged a bunch. of That stuff. was weird. Uh, GameSpot gave the N64 version seven point one out of ten. IGN six and a half out of ten. Um, Nintendo Life six out of ten, and Game Revolution gave it a C plus. So review wise, said it was kind of average. But again, I feel like. You know, it's kind of like the uh, like on a Rotten Tomatoes score. You get the critics and you get the 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 viewers, and the viewers' score is usually higher than the critics' score because they tend to love it more. I think that's yeah, the situation it was, here. It's it interesting, but again, you also have to remember uh, it's it's who plays it that enjoys it. Of course, you know what I mean. Of so, course, and even a seven point eight is pretty good. Oh no, no, that's not bad. That's what I'm saying. Kind of ran the gambit. Yeah. Um, now this game won a couple of uh, an, an EGM 1996 was runner up for Game of the Year behind Super Mario 64. And was runner-up uh, for best music on the N64. Uh, came in right behind Wipeout XL. Granted, there oh, were oh yeah, Wipeout XL had a great. There were only eight uh, N64 games at the time, but still, um, no. The music, the 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 um, with all these games so far, and even to today. The recurring theme as far as what stays consistent, because the gameplay is up and down, graphics can be up and down, but the music always seems to be on key. No pun intended. Yeah, because I think that they went out of their way to make sure that they kept the John Williams style, if Mm -hmm. not even having John Williams do the scores for the games. I'm not sure about this one, of course. Probably Uh, later on. They just pulled it at some point. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, because I mean, the one thing about Star Wars is, the music is so iconic. recognizable. Yeah. It's so iconic. So you're going to want to keep that consistency. Yeah. And it just makes total sense that they would do that. Sticking with the N64 and Ant, I remember you definitely had this game because we played it a lot, actually, uh, at your house back in the day. Star Wars Episode One Racer. You mean this one? Let me go back to... The thing. Yes, that one, exactly. Star Wars Episode One Racer, which I still own. Good for you. Um, great game. Great racer Absolutely. game. Uh, I mean, it was really just based on one part of the movie, but yep. it was just, it was fantastic. But still, it's just a racing game. I mean, um, I have to say, N64, when I look back on this, when I look back on all the consoles, N64 wound up becoming my go-to racing um, 
console. I, I believe you. I think it's supposed to the controller. Well, I th- yeah, I think the controller was very helpful, but it was also the games because we're talking about Star Wars Episode One Racer, mm-hmm. Mario Kart sixty four, um, F Zero, mm-hmm. right? F Zero X, F Zero X, and then there was um, what's the other one I'm thinking? Well, Wipeout XL. Mm-hmm. That one I never played. Um, and then there was another race. There was a few others. There was a bunch of yeah, others. Yeah, there, there were a bunch, Diddy Kong were a bunch racing. of racing. Oh, oh, Wave Race 64, which I played. Oh, like God, I hate crazy. that. <laughs> I love Wave it, Race. That and Pilot Wings 64, I hated. Oh, Pilot Pilot Wings was a pain in the butt, but Wave Race, loved Wave Race. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, Episode 1 Racer, we used to play all the time. Because again, it's just a pick pick up racing game. It was just really totally. fun to, yeah, to play through it. And it was cool to like to, to hit other people and sabotage them as <laughs> yes. you're going through it. It was a lot of fun. This game, I, I didn't realize, this game was probably ported more times than one would have imagined. Um, yes. This game came out on Windows in 1999 and 64 in 99. Game Boy Color in 99, which the Game Boy Color version had a rumble feature on it. Yeah. Uh, Macintosh, late 99. Dreamcast 2000. This was actually the first LucasArts game to appear on the Dreamcast. And uh, it took a little while. Dreamcast came out in September of 99. This came out in April of 2000. Yeah. Uh, And actually, just to let you know, for those interested, uh, May 12th, 2020, the game will be re-released on the PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. And if you want a terrible, crappy physical copy, I do believe there may be a physical version coming out. Um, as well from some garbage company. So um, that is may have already come out. Uh, Yeah, actually, I think it came out last October. So yeah, you can kiss that one goodbye. Uh, But the uh, but yeah, no PS4, Nintendo Switch, be able to get your hands on them. Do you remember the code or the unlockable feature in this game? No, that I for the N64 specifically. Definitely do not. So in Pod Racer, if for those who remember, there were two separate engines basically. Um, that, that like, once they powered up and you got like that, that weird power grade in between and then they go. And in the N64, I don't know if it was available in other versions, but the N64 version, there was either a code or an unlockable situation where you can actually use two controllers to control one pod racer. Oh, that's right. Each analog stick would control one of the engines and it gave you more accuracy because in the movie and in the racer arcade machine, there were two levers that you would speed up, slow down, right. and they were individual. So that I thought I was always a cool feature. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. Yep. I completely forgot. About I always that. remember that. I, I always thought that feature was sweet. So uh, yeah, another great game on the N64. That one I never owned because I basically played it at your house. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was still at a time where um, you would go to people's houses to play games together. So. <laughs> yes, you know when we were allowed to go out. Yeah. So meanwhile, there's well, something major going on outside say, my I was house. In college so. at the time. So, um, but uh, also, I mean, games like that. There were so many multiplayer games we did play, so only mm-hmm. one person really needed to own it. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so you're showing some games off your collection. I'm showing. Hey, showing wait, wait, some, I'm not, what? Wait, you have another one on N64? Yeah, I have. Oh, one I'm one sorry. On I so that's why, like, we'll get to you. I didn't even know there was another one on N64. There is another one on N64. How dare you not? Because. Not know this one because this. this is probably one of the best, one of the best Star Wars games I remember playing. Um, ah. And again, uh, mostly the sequel to it. Uh, okay, this was the original Rogue Squadron. I forgot about that. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um, 
absolutely phenomenal. This is not my original, of course. Somebody mm-hmm. wrote on it. Uh, <laughs> How dare they? I would never, was I, it your sister? I would never do this. Because the one thing about N64 games, if you everybody, if everybody, remember, whoever owns them or didn't own them, mm-hmm. is when you would put them away and pile them and stack them or whatever, if you didn't keep the boxes, you know, you would stack them like this, mm-hmm. you know, sideways, or you would stack them like this. And there's no way to know where the, which game it is. There were no <laughs> labels on these damn things. Um, well, that could be fixed now. CustomGameCases.com. Oh, I just well, got two more, I, yeah. too. Which reminds me, custom game cases, these are the first game cases I'm buying so that I can see the damn names on them. A little side note, unrelated to Star Wars, I got these two in the mail. Oh, very nice. Aladdin and Cool Spot. So very Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you just reminded me. I actually think I'm going to go place an order for some <laughs> awesome. N64 boxes. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I completely forgot about this game. I don't think I remember really playing it. At your Game actually came out before Podracer, so... Yeah, it did. It came did. out in 98. Uh, came out in 98. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it gave way to the one that I really remember playing, which was the sequel on the GameCube, which was uh, Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron 2. Yes, that one. That one was really good. There. Yes. Nice, right there. Yeah, Maybe that's I, the one I'm thinking of. And this may be, if I'm not mistaken, this might be my original. No, it's not. There's no receipt in it, so how do you know? No, no. Well, yeah, if there's no receipt, it's not mine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, and you know what's funny? I never got Rogue Squadron 3 because I remember playing. This was this, this is a, uh, Tomb Raider syndrome for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to a certain point in Rogue Leader where I couldn't get past it no matter what I did. So, I wound up stop. I, I didn't finish it. I stopped playing it. And then I never went on to the next one. I never bought the next one because I was like, I can't finish this one. <laughs> there you so go. That happened again. I, you know, it's just a thing with me. I'm such a. I was. I have such a completionist mind that I must finish the game before. <laughs> um, with Rogue Squadron, there were three unlockable secrets. Uh, a couple of bonus levels here. Uh, first of all, uh, there was. Oh wow, and you should go back and try and unlock these because uh, you can unlock them via pass passwords or passcodes. Um, because what happens is. These three uh, are uh, bonus levels, adaptations of events from the films. Uh, Beggar's Canyon, which is a reenactment of the race mentioned in A New Hope. That's pretty cool. Uh, The Death Star Trench Run, an alternate version of the climactic uh, battle scene from A New Hope. Okay, sounds like I do need to go back. Yeah, and Battle of Hoth bonus level, where you can join the Rebel Alliance combat against Imperial troops, as depicted in Empire Strikes Back. And not only that, real quick, so this game comes out about six months, maybe, or so, before Star Wars Episode One hits the theater, before we know how much of a goose egg it is. Um, and what happens is... It made a lot of money. It did. Oh, of course it did. Um, what happened, Lucasfilm actually gave the developers of Rogue Squadron the design art for the Naboo Starfighter, which was oh, wow. featured in the film. Um, and so they tucked it away in the game... And at, I don't know if it's at the time, um, but it took more than six months, and no one found it. So LucasArts just finally unveiled a code to unlock the the Naboo Starfighter. And the code has been named the N64's most well-hidden code because of the length of time before its discovery. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they apparently they hit it so well that nobody could find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And uh, oh, and you know what? And uh, here I'm quoting uh, Wikipedia: a complex scrambling system was also developed to help hide the ship's code from gamers using cheat cartridges, such as the game Shark or Action Replay. That's interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah. So they, they they did too good of a job. Absolutely. That's, all, that's really what that. Means. Uh, all right. Yeah. So if you do pop that in, let us know if you do unlock those uh, three bonus levels. 
Uh, I will probably make a point to do that now, just so I can do it specifically for the um, the Star Wars the, the trench run. On the yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, that's just yeah. I mean, everybody wants to play that kind of level. <laughs> All right. Any more on N sixty four before I jump ahead? No, no, because no. no, no. I know that was gonna... in on N sixty four, and actually, that was in on GameCube as well. Look to get ready to wrap this up here shortly. Um, so these are my N. Nope. These are my PlayStation games, and they all happen to be on the same page, thankfully. So um, I still have these games. For... So these. Three games, actually. There's four, but there's two discs here. So we got Dark Forces, Jedi Power Battles, and nice. Rebel Assault 2. Oh, uh, Rebel, yeah, Rebel Assault 2, I know everybody. I, I never played it, but I know people think highly of Rebel Assault 2. I have Re- I have the first one, the Sega CD one, because Rebel Assault only uh, Rebel Assault came out on Sega CD, DOS, Mac, and 3DO. DOS. 3DO? Good lord. 3DO. Took 12 minutes just to load, probably. Probably. Um, I played, of those three games, I definitely played um, Rebel Assault 2 the most. Uh, again, okay. never never completed it, but definitely played it a lot. And one of those, I remember I mentioned before, I forgot which one, but I think I got it wrong. Remember I was saying, like, one of my Star Wars games, I just couldn't get to work in the PS2 for some reason? Yeah. It was either Dark Forces or Rebel Assault 2. I'm going to go back and check, because I got my PS2 hooked up. I'm just going to try and figure Fair it enough. out, out of curiosity. Um, really nothing of to mention of those because it's been for so long since I played those. But for me, the last game to mention as far as what I've owned, um, because I don't think I've really bought Star Wars games since, um, since really this one on the original Xbox. Uh, but this game is great. It's backwards compatible on the Xbox One, so you can currently purchase it, like for download, or if you have the disc, just pop it in. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, yeah. You know, I never played that, and everybody talks about how good that game is. Fantastic game. This is the first of three games. The third game is actually, and I think it's still going on today, an MMORPG um, that people are still playing, uh, akin to, like, you know, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Um, this game, it's a, kind of a, tur- it's a hybrid turn-based strategy, almost like a tactics game. Mm-hmm. Not, like, with the look of a tactics game, but, you know, that turn-based. With... Uh, I guess, I don't know the official term for it, but like with dialogue decision that steers the game. We've talked about those recently. Um, And what's great is with the dialogue and the gameplay, the choices you make, of course, dictate the outcome of the game, but also dictates whether you end up on the light side of the force or the dark side of the force. Oh, that's cool. And as you go on, if the choices you make lead you towards the dark side, you're physical appearance changes throughout the game where you become more kind of like what happens with emperor palpatine in clone wars i want to say uh where he just becomes pale and his eyes become yellow your character becomes pale and your eyes start to turn yellow that's kind of cool yeah and then there's a huge twist at the end which i've heard i've never looked it up um i've never gotten to it uh but i really after this week i really feel like i want to pop this in and stop playing it um well it's a perfect week to do it because it's you know May the 4th. That is true. KOTOR. Uh, so I highly recommend this. And again, if you don't have it, you can pick it up. You can download it on Xbox One. So um, definitely well worth it. Oh, yes. and a point to be made. This is like one of the first games I know of where the game itself became a whole series unto itself in the canon of Star Wars. Yep. This game takes place 3,000 years before Episode One. So, oh yeah, yeah. So it is. uh, There's no really indication of that, but 
it's definitely in the lore. They've they've created characters like in later on, um, you know, officially licensed, I should say, in the world of Star Wars. So, um, you know, and it's referred back every now and again too. So this is like the first game I know of that really made its own um, stance in the world of Star Wars. Well, and it makes, uh, yeah, and it, again, it just. Um... It just expands the universe that much more. Oh, absolutely! You know, to know that uh, the Star Wars universe spans at least three thousand years, at least, um, which is really cool. Um, there were a couple other ones that I wanted to bring up, and they're more recent. Okay, we usually talk retro, but that's they're more right. recent. But there's one game that I do remember playing. I'm not sure if it was on my 360 or um, or if it, yeah, no, no, it had to be on my 360. It was on the Xbox 360, and it was actually with a roommate of mine that I wound up playing through this. <laughs> Um, and it was um, Le- the Lego Star Wars trilogy. Oh yes, <laughs> of course. And I have to say, it. You know, look. You know, for as childlike as it is, thinking about playing a Lego game, let me tell you something. The Lego games were awesome. Yeah. Specifically when the characters didn't talk. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, when the characters started talking, I thought they. You know, it, it's not that there's anything wrong with the characters actually speaking. It's just that. The Lego games when they first came out were so clever mm-hmm. in conveying the story through mime mm-hmm. um, that I loved it. And uh, Lego Star Wars Trilogy was one of the first ones I played with my roommate at the time. Um, she had picked it up because she was a huge – there it is. On she GameCube. was a huge Star Wars fan. Um, and we played through the trilogy and we had a blast and we laughed our way through the whole thing it was great yeah you know i i, I agree with you on that it, it was when you when i first got it uh yeah i got it on gamecube so i would consider that you know gamecube i would say is yeah, getting there is retro um it you're right it was very childish and we don't mean that in a bad way just you know the yeah. difficulty level there was no difficulty level really you never there wasn't well the first game may have had a game over but one since then don't have a game over anymore you just keep playing yeah um and um yeah just the the overall fun of it, the the goofy, almost like a parody of itself, the yep. way they did it with Legos, um, and just seeing Star Wars in different light, which, again, that ended up spawning their own Lego movies, their own Lego television show, their own yep. Lego series. So yeah. it just leads to just more in the Star Wars universe. And then that was the original, I think, trilogy. Then they did the the... I don't know what it's called. The first trilogy, episodes yeah, one through the three, first three movies, and then they put all six of them into one like bonus disc. Correct. Um, but never. I I remember I bought that on a whim, and I was like, all right, let me just give this a shot. I, I fell in love with it. And that's what made me fall in love yep. with the Lego games, and that helped just shoot off. I think if it wasn't for that first Star Wars games, we wouldn't have the Lego games that we have today. Um, it's possible. I'm trying to remember what the for act if it was the actual first. Well, they had other Lego games. Yeah, they like, had like yeah. Lego Indiana Jones. Then mm-hmm. they got into Lego Harry Potter, which, by the way, Lego Harry Potter was my favorite. Well, that's what I'm saying. That those were, I'm yeah. like I'm saying yeah, they may have come out, but they may not have because of how popular this series was. Right with the games. No, no, I I, so, I agree. I yeah. agree with you, and I'm sure there. Um, you know, outside of that, I'm trying to think of. Um. Uh, well, the Lego Star Wars games were great. Getting into more recent stuff, um, just really quickly, mm-hmm. on PlayStation 4, I own Star Wars Battlefront. Okay. I don't, I don't really play... I haven't played much of it in terms of the online stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a little bit with friends. But the cool thing, the coolest thing about the, the Star Wars Battlefront was when the Rogue One movie came out, they released, if you had Battlefront, a free download 
of a rogue of the Rogue One mission in VR. Ooh. And so you ju- you know, so you put on the VR helmet, you get into your X-wing, and then you're basically doing the final battle, the final space battle mm-hmm. um, at the end of Rogue One. But you're there, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. have the VR headset on, so you're actually there piloting your X-wing. I got to say. It's one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had in VR. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Absolutely great. And then, of course, the latest, latest game to come out from the Star Wars universe, which I have but haven't opened yet, uh, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, you picked that up? Um, uh, yes, I did. Oh, uh, well, clearly. Friend, unless you stole uh, it. I, a, f- a friend of mine who has connections got me a copy. <laughs> um, Wait a minute now. How am I not hearing about this for the first time? Uh, none of your business. All right. So, um, so again, um, from my understanding, everybody who's played this said it's awesome. It's got great reviews. I ha- obviously have not even opened it yet because mm-hmm. I'm busy playing 20 other games. <laughs> um, but this is the latest in the Star Wars universe in terms of video games. It's Jedi Fallen. Is that like a special sticker there on the side? Uh, it's a special sticker that says, a purchased product from the EA experience. Reselling this game is strictly prohibited. So you can't open that game. You have to buy it again separately to be able to play it. No, no, no. I'm allowed to open it and play it. I am not allowed to resell it. No, no, no. But then, but that sticker has to stay intact. No, it does not. What's the matter with you? Where is the collector inside of you, for God's sakes? Uh, the collector inside of me keeps his receipts. <laughs> and there is no receipt for that. So there you go. <laughs> Of course not. It was it, it was given. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. And, of course, there are a multitude of other Star Wars games that we obviously not I know, even... We didn't, we didn't touch on all the Battlefronts, still. Force Unleashed, the Clone Wars ones, um, Starfighter. I'm just looking through a list. Like, all these games that I actually do know. Uh, uh, the TIE Fighter game. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars TIE Fighter, X-Wing Alliance. There have been so many games we couldn't really go through. No, we never will. So, just, I'm actually surprised with how many we've actually experienced on our own. Yeah, right. Yeah, we had a good amount. So yeah, we, we did a good, We had a good handful. And I'm, I'm going to see myself putting this game in uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Give that a whirl again. Uh, all right. So thank you very much for, uh, you know, our fans. I got to say, you know, definitely helping us out here. Um, this is the, like I said, second or third uh, suggested episode that we've had. Yep. Some maniac helped us with the first one. And then, uh, as we can see, a, a, a great listener and now friend of the show. Yep. Eliza, thank you very much for the topic suggestion. I actually really enjoyed going through it, and it makes me want to go back and play some of my Star Wars games now. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, one more time, folks. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Watch us on YouTube as well, at Retro Gamers Podcast, Twitter, at Retro Gamers Pod. Go us the email. Uh, you can email us at email at theretrogamers.com. Uh, and, and if you want to make uh, suggestions for an episode for us, you know, shoot us a message on Facebook or any of the other ways that you can. Yeah, this was fun. It really, like I said, it kind of forced us to play something else. Um, and read unleashed. <laughs> Bazinga. And, uh, you know, really made us kind of remember uh, some of the good times again of, of a series that we don't really think about that often. So. Yeah, no, it's really true. You kind of gave us a new hope in video games. All right, we're done. And folks, with that, we'll catch you right here next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast.
Cafferty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embarked Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit.